Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. The country will continue the use of COVID-19 vaccine developed by British firm AstraZeneca in its vaccination program, despite some countries temporarily halting its use to investigate reports of blood clot. Both the Department of Health and the Food and Drug Administration said they are aware of the situation in some countries in Europe that temporarily paused their vaccination campaign with a COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca following reports of blood clots in people who received the vaccine. The DOH and FDA said in a joint statement on Friday, March 12, that this has been decided as a precautionary measure while they conduct a full investigation to determine casualty between the vaccination and the reported adverse events following immunization. The DOH and FDA emphasized that there is no indication for the Philippines to stop the rollout of AstraZeneca vaccines. Some of the European nations that have temporarily suspended the use of AstraZeneca's vaccine include Austria, Estonia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Latvia, Denmark, Iceland, and Norway. The Philippines has so far received 525,600 doses of AstraZeneca vaccines through the World Health Organization-led COVAX facility. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque said on Thursday, March 11, during a virtual press con, that there are already plans for the Philippines to develop its own coronavirus vaccine to reduce the country's reliance on other countries. Roque announced that Department of Science and Technology Secretary Fortunato de la Peña already recommended the establishment of the Institute of Vaccinology, the first in the country. The palace clarified, however, that the Philippines is contributing to the worldwide effort to come up with a treatment to COVID-19. Roque noted that the country continues to actively participate in the clinical trial for the use of Lagundi, Tawatawa, and virgin coconut oil as a supplementary treatment for the coronavirus disease. Roque said that the Philippines is also participating in the trials for the effectiveness of convalescent plasma for the treatment of COVID-19 patients. Convalescent plasma is a transfusion of blood plasma from someone who has recovered from COVID-19. Countries like the United States and India have authorized the use of convalescent plasma for emergency use. However, there is yet no enough evidence as to its effectiveness in treating COVID-19 patients. In fact, uh, magtatayo na tayo ng Institute of Vaccinology. No? Isa po yan sa mga initiatives ni Secretary De La Peña dyan po sa DOST. Tama po kayo. Uh, dumating na yung punto na 
um, ang Pilipinas ay uh, nag-iisip na rin na magkaroon ng kakayahan na mag-develop ng sariling bakuna. Bagamat, aktibo tayo, Rosa, doon sa mga clinical trial natin para sa Lagundi, sa Tawa-Tawa, at saka yung, sa virgin coconut oil pala, at saka sa Tawa-Tawa, at saka doon sa blood plasma, no? Uh, na undergoing clinical trials also. So, nakikikontribute naman tayo doon sa worldwide effort to uh, come up with um, treatment um, to COVID-19. The government's pandemic task force agreed that the measures being implemented to combat the COVID-19 pandemic should be intensified as the country saw a recent spike in cases due to the new and more contagious variants of the disease. In a press briefing on Friday, presidential spokesman Harry Roque announced that the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases approved the recommendations of the Department of Health to intensify the implementation of minimum public health protocols. Local government units are required to implement the COVID-19 coordinated operations to defeat epidemic through the intensified mobilization of the Barangay Health Emergency Response Teams. LGUs are tasked to ensure that all suspected COVID-19 cases will undergo swab tests, that there will be contact tracing, and that close contacts will be quarantined and tested within 24 hours. The code likewise required LGUs to monitor workplaces and other close settings for their compliance to the minimum health standards. Yung mga individual, patuloy po ang mask, shield, hugas, at iwas. No? At uh, kinakailangan din ang pagpatuloy ng pagbigay ng tamang impormasyon upo sa COVID-19. Para po sa mga establishments, ang pagpapatupad ng mga risk mitigation strategies, yung engineering controls, ventilation, contact tracing, at ang uh, pag-measure sa compliance at pag-establish ng baselines. More corrupt public servants will be next on President Duterte's chopping block. The president declared Thursday that he hated corruption and vowed to continue to weed out rotten officials in the government. Several immigration, customs, and public works personnel have already been dismissed over corruption allegations, according to the president. The president also took pride of his hometown Davao City, where corruption is not tolerated. He recalled his relentless efforts to clean up the city during his term as mayor. Duterte was a longtime mayor of Davao City before being elected president in 2016. Last month, the president admitted that eliminating corruption was impossible, but pledged to run after the corrupt in the remainder of his term. He said the public should not expect him to leave an entirely clean bureaucracy, saying such feat cannot really be achievable. Duterte's six-year term will end next year. Kaya sabi ko sa kanila, hindi naman ako nagpamakalinis, pero corruption sa pera. Sabi ko sa kanila na noon pa, pag-umpisa pa, do not blame me. I told you in the beginning that I hate corruption. Pero mag-corrupt kayo, pati ako madali. 
that's a problem. In Metro News, Manila retains 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. curfew hours amid rising COVID-19 cases. Three zones in Mandaluyong City to be placed under granular lockdown amid rising COVID-19 cases. And Quezon City government and churches agree to limit Holy Week activities to prevent COVID-19 transmission. More from this report. The Manila City government will be retaining its 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. curfew hours for adults amid the rising number of COVID-19 cases in this city. Manila Mayor Francisco Isco Moreno Dumagoso issued Ordinance Number 8692 setting the said curfew hours in October 2020. The city government is also enforcing a 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. curfew for minors in line with the Ordinance Number 8547 that was issued in June 2018. In a Facebook post on Thursday, Dumagoso urged the public to continue observing minimum health protocols issued by the government as the number of COVID-19 cases in the capital city continue to rise. The Mandaluyong government announced that they are placing Zones 4, 5, and 9 in Black 41 Barangay Addition Hills under granular lockdown after recording high number of COVID-19 cases. The granular lockdown was made possible after the local government passed Executive Order 32, Series of 2021 and started 12 midnight today until March 18, 12 a.m. to give way for testing. Mandaluyong City Mayor Menchi Abalos also ordered the distribution of grocery packs to families affected by the lockdown and the issuance of new quarantine passes to be used by residents when going to work and to the market. The local government of Quezon City and bishops of the Diocese of Cobao and Novaliches on Thursday agreed to limit Lenten activities to help prevent the transmission of COVID-19 cases in this city. The implementation will begin on March 8 until April 4. Public gatherings for Palm Sundays or Palaspas on March 28 in the Salubong or the welcoming of the recent Christ on Eastern Sunday will be suspended. The two sides also agreed to prohibit the conduct of penitentia or traditional penance such as self-flagellation and crucifixion. Meanwhile, devout Catholics are encouraged to practice the traditional visita iglesia and visits to stations of the cross online. Physical gathering during Pabasa or reading of the Passion of Christ is also prohibited. Here now are the top news in other parts of the country. Nearly 500,000 voters set to participate in the March 13 Palawan plebiscite. Man posing as NPA commander arrested for extortion in Cebu. And Army helped settle bloody clan, clan war in Cotabato City. Here are the details. Nearly 500,000 voters are expected to participate in the plebiscite for the creation of Palawan del Norte, Palawan Oriental, and Palawan del Sur on Saturday, March 13. Data from the Commission on Elections show that there are a total of 490,639 registered voters in Palawan. But unlike in the May 2019 polls which was automated, the plebiscite elections will be done manually. This means voters need to write on the ballot the word yes or oo if they approve of the proposal or no or hindi if they disapprove. Voters will answer the plebiscite question, are you in favor of dividing Palawan into three provinces in accordance with Republic Act 11259? A 37-year-old man from Cebu who posed as a commander of the New People's Army was arrested for extorting money from a restaurant owner in Cotabato City last Tuesday. Authorities identified the suspect as Benigno Table, who identified himself as Commander Malik. 
According to the victim restaurant owner Junaira Evangelista, Tablis sent her a text message threatening to bomb the restaurant if she won't give him 30,000 pesos. Police set up an entrapment operation and the suspect was arrested after he withdrew the amount from a money remittance service. Authorities are still investigating how the suspect found the complainant. The Army-led Joint Task Force Cotahuato has facilitated the settlement of a long-standing family feud in Cotabato City. The two feuding groups were the family of Ansari Kadatwan, chairperson of Barangay Tamontaka III, and that of Teng Salik, a former Tanod in the same village. It was not clear what triggered the clan war and how many lives have been lost during their misunderstanding as no one from both sides would like to talk about it. The families settled their differences after weeks of mediation and both families agreed to surrender their firearms and committed to ending their bloody conflict. In world news, Biden to end COVID vaccine priority group restrictions by May 1, according to a U.S. official. Japan falls silent to mark a decade since tsunami disaster and large asteroid to pass by Earth on March 21, according to NASA. Let's watch this report. President Joe Biden will order authorities across the entire United States to lift priority restrictions on people wanting to get COVID-19 vaccination by the start of May, an official said Thursday. The official noted that this doesn't mean all adults will actually get their shots by that date. However, current measures put in place to prioritize people by age, professions, or underlying health conditions will be eliminated, opening the door for the entire U.S. adult population to be vaccinated just as supplies peak. The order will mark a rare moment of presidential authority extended to every corner of the country as the state governments have thus far led the way in setting the vaccination parameters. Japan fell silent to mark 10 years since the worst natural disaster in the country's living memory, a powerful earthquake, deadly tsunami, and nuclear meltdown that traumatized a nation. A minute's silence was observed across the country at 2.46 p.m. local time, the precise moment a 9.0 magnitude quake hit off the northeast coast on March 11, 2011. Around 18,500 people were killed or left missing in the disaster, most of them claimed by the towering waves triggering by one of the strongest quakes ever recorded. Prime Minister Shokihida Suga said the challenges faced by survivors had been compounded by the pandemic and natural disasters including the recent strong quake in the region. But he said Japan had always overcome every crisis with courage and hope. The largest asteroid to pass by Earth this year will approach within some 2 million kilometers of the, our planet on March 21, NASA said Thursday. The U.S. Space Agency said it will allow astronomers to get a rare, close look at an asteroid. NASA said the asteroid 2001 FO32 is estimated to be about 3,000 feet in diameter and was discovered 20 years ago. That is roughly 5.25 times the distance of the Earth from the Moon, but it's close enough for the asteroid to be classified as a potentially hazardous asteroid. In entertainment, looks like actress Claudine Barreto is throwing shade at someone. This is the question asked by netizens after seeing the 41-year-old star's recent post on Instagram saying, I would rather be known in life as an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite with a hashtag sideswipe. Some maintain it's an indirect message to Jody Santa Maria, who is currently in a relationship with her estranged husband, Raymar Santiago. 
Others think it could also be related to Claudine's niece, Julia Barreto, whose relationship with actor Gerald Anderson recently became public. The comment section was immediately filled with different assumptions, some even tagging Jody Santamaria and Julia Barreto. Others readily gave Claudine their support. In sports, the fourth batch of enshrinees to the Philippine Sports Hall of Fame, or PSHOF, has been selected on Friday, March 12. After a formal election, the selection committee announced the 10 sports heroes who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame next month. Selected are Paulino Alcantara and Dionisio Calvo for football, Eric Buhain and Gertrudez Lozada for swimming, Arian Sardegna for bowling, Robert Jaworski for basketball, Elma Muros Posadas and Rogelio Nofre for athletics, and Ruel Velasco and Leopoldo Serantes for boxing. The enshrinees will receive 200,000 pesos each plus the Hall of Fame trophy. The Hall of Fame or Republic Act number 87-57 enshrines Filipino athletes coaches and trainers who have brought honor and pride to the country in their career and exhibited exemplary character. Among the past recipients of this award were Filipino boxing legend Gabriel Flash Ilorde, Asia's first chess grandmaster Eugene Torre, Asia's fastest woman Lydia De Vega, and bowling world champions Rafael Paeng Napomuceno and Olivia Bonku. And folks, before we end our broadcast today, we would like to invite everyone to join Pope Francis as he celebrates Mass for the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines this coming Sunday, March 14 at 5 p.m. live at TV Maria's official Facebook page. The Mass will also be broadcasted live at the following cable channels. And those are the news on web today, March 12, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link in this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.